perfectly according to the desires of your heart that you have ordained for before the foundation of the earth. We yield to you, Holy Spirit. We yield our mouth. We yield our hearts. We yield our thoughts. Even our body yields to you. Submit to you. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. women of God. Good morning. And good morning online guests. We welcome you today. We have a wonderful day ahead for you. Pastor uh, Dad is going to be our first guest speaker. She was, she's born again and filled with the Holy oh, Spirit yeah. without hearing a minister preaching at gospel back in 1985-1986 in Beirut and Zal Lebanon, pardon me, she was consumed with love and passion for Jesus and God's word immediately afterwards. Mm -hmm. What a testimony. Yes. <laughs> in 1997, Pastor Dad was praying with her husband, holding each other's hand at home, when the open vision of the Lord's ministry house came upon her, her and her husband, Pastor Ian Taylor. They established the Lord's ministry house in 2001, and the ministry of Women Arise was birthed having the first conference on May 5th of the same year, calling each woman individually in this end time to rise, discover, and learn how to walk the destiny that God has ordained for her individually and jointly as a member of the body of Christ, a call to the obedience of truth. Pastor Dad is a worshiper and does whatever righteous work is needed alongside her husband, to see that God's vision for the Lord's ministry house manifest and be fulfilled. <laughs> Pastor Ian and Dad Taylor have a passion to see we all come to the unity of the faith, to the knowledge of the Son of God, to a perfect man, to the measure of the stature of the fullness of Christ, Ephesians 4.13. Their mission is to help Believers come up higher in their walk with God to become able to reign in this life as kings and to manifest his glory, which is full of grace and truth. John 1.14. So let's welcome Pastor Dad. Praise you, Jesus. Praise you, Lord. Hallelujah. God is good. 
Thank you, Jesus. Hallelujah. Keep your uh, spirit connected. Keep praying in the spirit. Amen. God has spoken and we're going to declare it. Amen. Amen. Through the church, He's going to show His wisdom. Amen. Amen. So open your heart and receive from the Lord today. Thank you, Jesus. In Habakkuk 2.2, it says, The Lord said, Write the vision and make it plain on tablets that he may run who reads it. So today we're going to speak it. In Joel 2.15, it says, Blow the trumpet in Zion. In the church, and consecrate a fast, call a sacred assembly. It is time we are saying we are blowing the trumpet today. That is time for a change in the church. Amen. Amen. John four twenty three twenty four in the Amplified. I'm sharing. For a time is coming and is already here. Say it's already here. It's already today, here. not tomorrow. Ready here. When true, say true, true. worshippers. That means if they're true, there's something. Worshippers, but not true, but God was true worshiper. Will worship who? The Father in spirit. Which means from the heart and from the inner self and in truth. For the Father, our God Almighty, seeks, seeks such to worship him. God is a spirit. And he is, it means he is the source of life, yet invisible to mankind. And those who worship him must, must, that this is how it should be, his way, in the spirit and in truth. The second scripture for today's message is Acts 15, 16, and 17. James here is speaking, and he's talking about Amos 9:11. He's quoting from Amos 9:11. Can somebody get me a pen, please? Uh, I, who's speaking here, God, I will return. That means he was there, but now he has to return. He was not there anymore. He has to return, and will build again. That means something has been destroyed, the tabernacle of David. This is our focus today. Which is fallen down, and I, God, will build again the ruins thereof, and I will set it up. He's going to do it. Amen? He's going to build it. It's torn down. It's fallen down. He said, I will go build it again, the ruins, and I will set it up. Why? Why God is interested in the tabernacle of David? Uh, in verse 17 of Acts, of Acts 15, it says, this is the answer. Please tune in your ears and write it down. He's going to build the tabernacle of uh, David, which was fallen down. He's interested in it so that the rest of mankind may seek the Lord. So for the, all this mankind that we're looking at, we want Sister Susie and everybody saved around us. We want the nation to be saved and know the Lord. But there's a key here, he said, there's something damaged there, destroyed. I want to build it 
Verse 17, so that the rest of my kind may seek the Lord, even all the Gentiles who are called by my name, says the Lord, who does all these things. He said it. So he's going to do it. He's going to build the, uh, the tabernacle of David. And I'm going to say why he's the tabernacle of David. What exactly that's important about that? Amos 9.11, which is uh, in Acts they refer to, James referred to, it says, in that day, he's speaking on our day. In Acts it says, it's, it's already here. In John it says, it's already here. I will raise up the tabernacle of David that is fallen. And close up the breaches, which means breaches. What's the breach? It's the cracks, holes, openings. There's something crack, and he wants to fix it. And I will raise up his room, and I will build it as in the days of old. How was the tabernacle of David? If we remember, so David went and brought the ark. To back to Jerusalem. First he did it the wrong way where uh, he brought it on a cart, which is not the right way, and caused two people to die because they touched the ark. Then he inquired, David inquired and found that the ark should come on the shoulders carried by the um, Levitical priest and bring it in. He brought it eventually and... Um, and he set it in place. And in that tabernacle of David, there was 24 7 Worship all around the clock. If we look around, do we see that happening in our time? Not, not as yet. Yeah, we're believing for that. God, the Lord saying here, I will rebuild it. There's breaches, there's cracks, holes opening in our worship, in our temples. We, he need to fix it. We, the church, need to change if we are ever to move into our God's ordained destiny as members of the body of Christ, of the resurrected Jesus. As a church, it's time to start making ourselves ready for Jesus' return. Amen for that? Amen. He's coming. We don't know the time and hour, but he's coming. We are to get ourselves ready. We are to, to light our lamps back again. We hear this trumpet sound, and we have to awake and start taking our lamps and, our, uh, and let it glow glow. We don't put it under a bush. We let it glow out. And if we look at the tabernacle of David, it was said, one, oh, one time David read in one of the Psalms, bless the Lord, all ye servants of the Lord, who stand by night in the house of the Lord. Lift up your hands in the holy place and bless the Lord. Because it was in a place where he can see and there's the worshiper. Lift him up their hand and worshiping in that place 24-7. That's the tabernacle of David. So where do we start? Usually we start from the foundational, right? Deuteronomy 11, 13, 14, it says, And it shall be that if you earnestly, these are key words, earnestly obey my commandments, God speaking, which I command you to love the Lord God and serve him with, not all, all of you, all your heart, with all your soul, mind, will, emotions, then I will give you the rain. We talk about rain, about the Holy Ghost, where his presence come in. When the rain comes, it saturates the ground. It saturates it all. Revelation 2, 1, 5, the Lord, uh, the Spirit of God speaking, it talks about a church of Ephesus. It's very important here. And here who's speaking is Jesus, 
It says, these things he who holds the seven stars in his right hands, Jesus, who walks in the midst of the seven lampstands. We are the lampstand, the churches. He said, look, this church is good. Listen to it. I know your works, your labor, patience, and that you cannot bear those who are evil, and you have tested those who say they are apostles or are not, and have found them liars. And you have persevered, that's good, and have patience, and you have labored for my name, that's excellent, great work, and have not become weary. This is a good church, nevertheless. I have against you that you have left your first love. That means we're doing the work, we're doing, we're laboring, but there's the core of the whole issue, the center of the whole issue is Jesus, is the love, walking in Him, in His love, not doing the works, but walking in that love. It's good everything we did, but there's something to change. The core of the whole issue is our, to turn back to our uh, first love. Amen? So the first thing, the foundation is loving Him. Second one is seeking Him. Not only love somebody, you need to seek. Be in His presence. You need to interact with Him. Second Chronicles 714 in the Amplified, it says, And if my people, we are His people, right? Yeah. We are called by His name. We are called by the name of Jesus. Humble ourselves. What does it mean, humble? Don't be wise in our own eyes. Just lean on somebody. Lean on Him, humble yourself, come before Him in humility and pray, which is the core of the whole issue because worship and prayer are the same. They are fellowship with God. So pray, you want to worship Him? Be a person, spend time in His presence at your home. And seek my face, He said. Seek means crave. Have you craved for some chocolate that you like or some crave? You just want to put your hand on it and consume it? Crave, require as necessity, what? My face. Hallelujah. He wants us in his face. Like, you're, uh, the, like uh, the parent wants, come honey, come honey, the little pumpkin. Be in my face. That's what he wants us in his face. And he says, crave, seek, crave, require as necessity of life, his face. And turn from your wicked ways. That wicked, that means that you're doing sinning, stealing, whatever. Wicked, that means twisted. That means we, we went our own way as a church. You know, he's, God rebukes and corrects because he loves us. Um, and he said, when we do that, I, God, God speaking, I will hear. Then that means, what that means that he wouldn't hear if we don't seek his face, if we shout from a distance, if we're not intimate with him. I will hear from heaven and forgive the sin and heal the land. Who wants the land to be healed? Who wants Canada to be healed? Who wants the Lebanon to be healed? Who wants the nations to be healed? Us. So this is a requirement. Love him and seek his face as a necessity. Crave for that. When we do, and second thing, uh, so the step after prayer is not come pray, okay, Lord, here I am, whatever. Seek his face. Like you just want to look at his eyes and his heart, see what he's thinking. Have you looked at somebody you love and looked and as if you read into their heart? Look at God so intimately. Lord, what's on your heart? Tell me, what are you thinking? Do you do this to your, the one whom you love? And three, obey him. In what? 
what's on his heart. The last thing Jesus said before he left us, left the disciples back in 2000, when, before his ascension, in the Amplified it says, John 14, 15, um, no, not here. So he said, go into the word and preach the gospel. Our purpose is to go and preach what you mean, declare what he has done. So we want to obey the most important commandment on God's heart because Jesus died on the cross to bring many sons to glory. So this is our mission. He's sitting there to see his enemies be made his footstool. That means that devil loosened the minds and heart and, um, uh, of people so they can see the light of a gospel. That's our mission as a church, to love him, to seek him, and to obey his commission to go and reach the souls around us. Amen? So if we do one, two, and three, which is love him, seek him, obey him, we get a revelation of him. Because in his presence, he is love, we transform. If we seek his face, we know his thoughts. If we obey him, then he starts revealing himself. When you, when you get to know people, and you want to know their thoughts and minds and hearts, you just want to help them. When we spend time uh, in his presence and hear his thoughts and see where's his heart yearning for, for the Jacks and Marys in the earth to come to him, this is, he tells us, he will tell you, these are your brothers. I want them home. I want them to come to me. Would you go tell them about me? Like that's in his place, when you are in his face. John 14, 21, it says, the person, it says, who has my commandments and keep them, observe to do them, is the one who really loves me. And whoever really loves me, that means you could love him, but not really loves him, will uh, be loved my father and I will love him and reveal myself to him. That's what it says. I will make myself real to him. We want God real to us, right? Oh, Jesus. So we need to love him, seek him, and obey his commission to go out. Amen? Yeah. Let the God, love of God move us. As if his hand, his hand tied. You know, as if he's imprisoned and he wants to go to tell somebody out of prison. You know what? Warn them. He needs to tell them, come. Whatever. But he tied. He wants us to go. But we're not going to move unless we move in him, which is in his love. Unless we seek his face. And from that place is where God is seeking where his worship. These are the ones the worshiper here I'm seeking from his presence. It says in Psalm 22:3 in New King James, for he is holy, he inhabits the praises of his people. From that place when we pray, Lord God, inhabit our praise. He is in the place where, to find him is we need to be where he is. And from there we can praise him and worship him. And our praise will be acceptable in his sight. What is worship? Worship is an atmosphere of heaven. It's 24 of 7. He deserves it. It's a place where the redeemed fellowship with him. Where the elders bow before him. Where the creature adore him. Like it's this atmosphere of heaven. And it is the highest level of prayer. It is a place of communion with our God. This is the place of worship we, need to, we are going after. There's a, 
a revival, I don't know if you heard about it, I recently heard about it, it's called the Hebrid Island Revival in 1949. It only began with uh, two sisters on their knees crying for the souls of young people in that region. It was dry, their churches are empty, there are no young people in the church and they were on their, feet, on their knees. And God moved in a mighty way where no preacher went and God's presence fell on the region. And people uh, running to church, they want to be saved. Uh, the pastor, when they closed, one church, they were leaving and they saw crowds of the church, people coming. They didn't know, they felt they need God and they thought they only find God in the church, they ran. Because two people seeking God's face, loving him, seeking him and obeying the gospels for the souls of the people. And God's presence landed at that region and that's a revival. Go read about it. It's on our app. It's a hybrid island revival. This is the kind of worship which is a prayer and worship that God wants in his church. What is worship? Worship is a direct response to a revelation of God. When you are in his face as a revelation and you start worshiping him from who you are. God, Lord, you are holy. Your love never ceases. Your love is awesome. You died for us, Jesus. I see the blood on the mercy seat by which I had entrance to sit in this place. You are awesome. This is from a revelation of him. And from that place we worship, from that place we serve, from that place is we, the Holy Ghost, will come and hover and we don't have to put flyers or send Instagram or Facebook because God will touch them wherever they are when you are on your knees and worship him from, the, his, from his place in heavenly places. That's called presence evangelism. It doesn't uh, like uh, excuse us from going reaching people in the store on a daily basis. But on top of it, like that's good, but we want the excellent. We want the presence evangelism that, that, that comes from us being on our knees and seeking his face. Hallelujah. Based on John 23:24, which we have read, it says, seek his face. And we said, another place it says, we must worship in spirit. So we, we did, did what we, we do as a church, but now today we're digging into the foundation. We need to go to the core of worship and put the foundation right. And then we can build on it so whatever we build on top will stand as a church. Amen. You want signs, miracles, and wonders? We have to fix the foundation. Seeking God's face. We need to get, our worship comes from that, that place, from his presence. And then let God do the work, the Holy Ghost do the work. Who is God seeking? The worshiper, which is us. It is because, why? Why us? In Ephesians 2.10, it says, we are the church, his workmanship, his own master work, our work of art, created in Christ Jesus, reborn from above, spiritually transformed, that's amplified, I love it, renewed, ready to be used for good works. What are the good works God prepared for us? To preach the gospel, to show his wisdom to the principalities and powers. Amen? Which he, God has prepared for us, the church, beforehand, taking path which he set. 
He has a pathway we need to walk in. It is the right pathway, and this is one of them that we're talking about. Foundation of our worship in the spirit from his presence. So that we would walk in them. Why? When we walk in this pathway, the right way pathway he carved for us, living the good life which he prearranged and made ready for us. The glorious church that made herself ready. This is the pathway you want us to be, the glorious church that made herself ready, that cleansed herself, and people look at us, yes, these are God's holy people. We want to know what they have to say, whether in government, whether in schools, because they got the answer. Amen? We need to be indeed God's holy people. People come to us and inquire of us, what's the answer, because we have the wisdom of God. Worship is obedience. We can sing how much we want to sing, but if you don't obey God in the other stuff, it is going to be weak and unfruitful. Who wants to be unfruitful? Not me. Abraham, everybody knows the father Abraham. God gave him this son after uh, in his, his 90s and after 25 years of missing the mark. And then he got this, uh, his, his son. And then one day God told him, I want you to sacrifice him for me. 